0: develop your story, you will see that your lines, they will have their own style after a lot of practice. So don't uh, try to copy nothing, just uh, try to learn everything and practice.
1: Hi everyone. Thanks for tuning into Notes Nodes of Design. To help support our mission spread knowledge, we have a very special guest on today's episode. Let's welcome Camila Nogueira. who is a freelance illustrator and graphic designer from Porto, who has been designing wonderful illustrations and cityscape from different places around the world and been featured in many magazines and cover. And she is also known for designing for famous album covers for DXY Dreams and Jalovo. In this episode, Camila had shared wonderful insights on storytelling via illustration and she had described her process and how she takes up heritage from various places around the world and create those amazing cityscapes of her and also she shared with us that unique techniques of building a style as being an artist and how to develop that style while constantly practicing various techniques in the end we spoke about the unique storytelling perspective using which one has to present their ideas via an illustration hope you guys enjoyed this episode and on every friday we release new episodes with different creative leaders from around the world to help you better understand different concepts related to design so don't forget to tune in into notes of design every friday with that being said happy designing everyone hi camilla welcome to nodes of design it's pleasure hosting you today on our show
0: hey hello my pleasure thank you for the for the invitation
1: So Camila, if you could give a brief about yourself to our audience out there.
0: So I'm Camila Nogueira. I'm an illustrator from Porto. I'm 27 years old and I started illustrating maybe three years ago. My freelance career started like three years ago. Yeah, full on. So I studied in Porto in the Faculty of Fine Arts in Porto. And then I did a master's in illustration and animation. Yeah, I just started. I did a crazy jump to freelance illustration because I was not enjoying my my full-time design work because I studied communication design in the beginning. Yeah, I just started a bit without knowing what's going to happen and here I am. So I guess it worked out.
1: That's wonderful, Camila. So what was your journey into design and how did you start? What are your tips to the beginners out there?
0: Well, so my journey started, as I said, because I was not happy with the work I was doing. I I All my life, I was drawing since I was a kid. Uh, and then i i did my bachelor in communication design and when i when i graduated in 2015 i started working in a small design studio in porto and it was nice because it was like my first salary i was getting i was getting some money it was okay but after maybe seven eight months i i just realized that it wasn't fulfilling because i didn't i felt that i was not constructing something for my future i was just earning money and it made no sense to me me because I was so young. So, because I liked the drawing all the time, I thought maybe why don't I just uh, try to be a freelance and uh, maybe get a part time somewhere, get some money from myself, you know, just uh, try something. If it doesn't work, I can always get another job, you know. So, that's what I did. I just uh, dropped out maybe seven, eight months after I got my first job and I just started developing my skills and. Uh, yeah, that that's how I started. It was a bit maybe unconscious, but uh, I was getting my part-time. I was getting my money, a small amount, nothing crazy, but it was okay. So a lot of patience in the beginning. That you need that's
1: wonderful. So what are the tips that you want to suggest to the young audience who are trying to get into freelance illustration?
0: Well, what I would say to the young audience is if you really want to be a freelancer, which is it's not for everybody, maybe get a side job that uh, at least pays your bills. Don't spend a lot of money in the beginning. Maybe try to go out less with your friends. You know, have the meals at home, something like that. And just develop your skills a lot. uh, Online classes now are free. You have so many tutorials everywhere. Just start somewhere. Don't get afraid because you have so many options. Just start somewhere somewhere. And every day put a little bit of time into developing your skills, the fundamentals in the beginning. Don't worry what you are going to put out in the world. Just relax and develop a lot your skills because that's what maybe in two, three years is going to pay off when you start putting your ideas into the paper. So yeah, I think that's better to start with a side job and don't be worried because illustration is not going to give you a lot of money in the beginning, you know, so.
1: Thank you so much, Camila. So could you just walk us through your process right from onboarding a client to the end details where you deliver?
0: So my my process, it changes a little bit uh, depending on the client and on the type of work I'm doing. But um, normally I just speak uh, first before getting anything on paper i just speak with the client we uh, we have a brief about uh, what's what the project is and i just uh, try to understand exactly what's on the client's mind and try to advise him if i see that uh, maybe what he wants doesn't really correspond to the result he wants because sometimes clients don't really know what they want you know you have to really ask them specific questions to understand the project so I would start there, maybe with a call or share some emails. And then after I understand the project fully and he agrees with what, what, what we are discussing, we have a contract, of course, that you all should have. I know that in the beginning, contract seems a bit scary, but you should have a contract. Uh, even if it's uh, to have all the parts like written, all the agreement is written, it's better. And then after that... I will have, first, it's like a a research stage, I would say. To understand the project and what I want to do, I make a big research. If I can go, if I'm representing, for example, a place, if I can go to the place, I will go there and just wander a little bit, understand, see the details, the little details that I want to put in the illustration. If I can't go there, I will just make a big Google dive, (laughs) I would call it that, and um, uh, search for all the elements I want to include put it in a folder and after I'm comfortable with the subject and all the elements that are going to be part of the illustration I start with the first step thumbnails very rough thumbnails really fast don't worry about here don't worry about any details just try to get different compositions explore and this is a bit uh, tiring for the mind so You can do it for very long, just explore, explore, explore. And after you are happy with uh, one or two compositions, make them bigger and there you can start adding little details that you researched before. Just open your folders, just see, reference a lot uh, and start uh, exploring. But don't judge yourself here. I try not to judge myself if things don't uh, go correctly or perfect uh, at first yeah after that, I will just uh, choose one of the maybe two that I developed a little bit more and I'm happy with, and I just blow it to the um, to fit the size of the final artwork. And I here I start adding details like really with with time I take my time I like take my time I like to maybe put the image away one day for example and look it the other day see if everything is fitting very nice or not and after I make all the line work that's what I do first that perfect I try to get all the lines balanced and all I will add the colors here I make a color studies before I add the final. So not very complex color gradients or nothing. I just put the mood here. If I want to make, for example, uh, a blue palette, I just choose three or f- four main colors and I put them in. I see if it works. And when I'm happy with the color palette, I here I start adding the details to the colors. All the shadings and the gradients that you see, it's when I have it all figured out. And here is just playing. This part is, for me, it's the most easy. When everything is figured out and you just have to put all the details, you know, and perfect shapes. Yeah, and that's it. And then I send it to the client and voila. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much, Camila. So how do you approach to a unique storytelling perspective using your illustrations?
0: So my my storytelling type, I, I try to to leave the storytelling for the viewer. So what I try to do is to leave the image open to interpretation. Uh, what I what I want to create in my illustrations most of the time, it's a world and a mood where the viewer can just dive in and feel very comfortable diving in and making his own story. So many people come to me and say that is, my illustrations speak to them in different ways. And that's very funny because some people say one thing, other people say another. And that's really the point. I'm... I'm not trying to tell an objective story with the images. I just try to build a world where where people can dive, you know, just make their own story, put their own characters and just play with the characters I have. And um, yeah, I guess I guess that's it.
1: Thank you, Camila. So most of your work is towards the cities and showing the heritage of towns and places. So how do you capture that in a unique perspective?
0: Oh, I started to illustrate uh, cityscapes and uh, depict cities. It was um, a little bit to do with my background. I started as a, a graffiti artist and a street, uh, street artist, I would say. Yeah, when I was young, I was a bit illegal. <laughs> A bit or a lot <laughs> depends on the perspective, but well I started as a graffiti artist because I always uh, thought that the cities were a lot of gray, a lot of gray in the cities, and I, it didn't make no sense to me. And I was like, okay, why not put some color here? Why is everything gray, 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 gray? So many constructions, this could be full of color and nothing. And people go about their, their nine to five, their daily routines, and it's all so boring. So I started doing graffiti and street art. And the problem was that the city halls were just um, painting, painting it all over with gray again. So I gave up. It was stupid. I was spending money for nothing. And when I started my illustration career, with the same, I had the same, um, the same mentality. I always thought that the cities I live in the city Porto, and I always thought it so grey. Why I decided to start putting colors in my cities like okay i can do it on the streets i'll do it on the paper whatever (laughs) and and the first results i really like them and i shared and people just really responded very well so that's what i what i tried to do i tried to put my own fantasy or magical world in the cities that already exist so people can reinterpret them you know as i
1: do so what are your tips on building that unique style for example you have built your style by means of graffiti and seeing your street so what are your tips or suggestions on building a unique style as an artist and stick with that style Mm
0: -hmm. so with um, with, the stick to that style i don't think that you should really stick with one style because it will evolve because when you are starting an illustration career you evolve so much during the month it's not even years you evolve every day if you if you practice you evolve every day so don't worry about sticking to a style what i would say just you should practice um the fundamentals in the beginning and that's what's going to give you your style because when you are not worried about communicating any message and you are just practicing your drawing skills to after that develop your story you will see that your lines they will have their own style after a lot of practice so don't uh, try to copy nothing just uh, Try to learn everything and practice and your style will appear from that. I know that this answer is very frustrating. It was for me too but i decided to just do it just start practicing and see what comes up and then you just start to to dive into a style because that's what makes you feel more comfortable so mine it has a lot of the the elegant lines the contour lines and then i will fill it with color because that's what i look for when i make a drawing i'm always looking for that perfect line and that perfect place you know that's why my style is like that uh, other thing that i would recommend for you to find your style maybe is to gather three or four artists or three or four movements that really speak to you and see the artworks they make and try to study them how did the artist get there you know how did they get these lines these colors these shadows where are the shadows all, all of these layers try to reverse engineer the art the artwork and it, it will help you a lot a lot
1: thank you so much Camila can you please share with us how does your typical day look like any interesting stories
0: <laughs> so my my day I guess that the the, the freelance uh, freelance illustrators day is not very exciting you know because you are in your studio all the time but um, yeah, well, my my day just um, starts very normal. I wake up around six and a half, seven, maybe. Uh, I would go for a walk if I can. I will go for a, a little walk just to move my body. I started doing this maybe one year ago, and it really works to wake up my body before my mind. It is really good for me. So I just go for a small walk, walk forty-five minutes, maybe one hour, and then I come back, have breakfast, and. I, here I start working like very focused The mornings for me are, are precious uh, I start working and I'll put some music some podcasts here what I suggest if you are starting just get on the podcasts that about your area uh, and just uh, put them on while you are working if you can because you learn so much while you are doing your own thing it's the best so I put music podcasts and I would work until lunch time um, at lunch I make a break i I will go for lunch normal in at home I work at home uh, I will get uh, if I can a little bit of sun in the terrace and uh, just relax a bit you know take your eyes off the computer it's also good and if you are if you are feeling stuck it's very good also so I just get some sun in the terrace and then I'm ready to get back to work uh, I will answer any emails if I have something very important to answer. If not, I will just push them to one day that I'm more more tired. Uh, I try not to mix because answering emails because I'm not very good with the written word. I try to push that to a day that, okay, I'm feeling tired of drawing, of doing my thing. I will just answer, you know, because I I noticed that um, uh, separating what I'm doing works better than try to mix it all together because your mind just goes poo, 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 poo. you know it's very confusing so in the afternoon I would just work maybe until six six and a half and then I have to do some physical activity I will go like bike riding with friends or, or alone whatever if they can't I'll go alone I'll just go for big walks uh, I try to move my body a lot. I used to play basketball, so I miss it a little bit. That physical activity, sweating, is very good for your mind. So yeah, um, I just spare that one and a half, one hour of the day to just move. Do more, more physical stuff. Yeah, and then I, I come back home. I have a dinner and... Here, I, after dinner, I try to put um, put some something related to my area, but maybe learning learning time. I put a lot of uh, YouTube tutorials or online classes. If I'm not feeling that will to draw, I just watch them and try to learn from the past and retain that information for after apply it and practice. So yeah, during the week, my 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 days are just. I will not say they are the same because I'm a freelancer you know it changes and if I have like some weird thing happening I, of course that I will I will change my routine but this is what I try to do my basic stuff and then on the weekends it's just I try to get uh, more nature time step step away from work that's also good for, for your soul
1: <laughs> Thank you so much Camilla so we'll conclude this show by you recommending your three favorite books and also three people who inspire you the most in this space
0: So about the books you know I I'm not a, a very like avid reader, I would say, because I learn a lot, as I told you, while I'm working with podcasts. So I don't read a lot. Maybe I should, but because I don't get a lot of vacations, it's uh, what I would have the time to read. Um, I just read little bits here and there, uh, but full books. I I don't read that much. I have one that I would really recommend because it helped me a lot being more productive. That it's called uh, The War of Art by Stephen Priestfield uh, yeah, Priestfield, exactly The War of Art that talks about the resistance that you feel towards doing what you were like um, what you came into this world to do that we all feel uh, because I, I, I have a feeling that everybody has like a um, calling every people has their own calling and I don't know how, why but in certain ways we kind of reject that calling and that's called the resistance in the book and it talks about uh, progressive procrastination, why it happens and why we just don't move towards what we are supposed to be doing, you know. So I think it's a very good book to make you understand what's happening in your mind and uh, making you do the things that you need to do to get where you want to. It's a bit philosophical, but it really worked for me. It made me a lot more productive because every time I felt that resistance, I was like, "Ah, I got you okay (laughs) so that one and the other books i would recommend if you're starting out as a freelance illustrator i would say the andrew loomis books they are really good to for the fundamentals of drawing of understanding the world and transforming the world into a 2d world you know a 3d world has to come up in the in the To the paper so Andrew Loomis is a master at that and it will help you a lot in the beginning when you are feeling lost and you can translate your ideas into paper those books are amazing and if you are listening and you need the books I have them so you can reach me out and uh, yeah and I will send it to you with no problem. Oh, three. Uh, I was uh, three. I don't really have three because the War of art is one, and then Andrew Loomis has a lot of them. They are different ones, so I would suggest uh, yeah, all of them. All Andrew Loomis books are amazing. <laughs> oh, the three people and the three people that uh, inspire me the most. Uh, to start, I can't really define one one person in the um, Japanese woodblock prints world because they all inspire me a lot, a lot. Uh, I'm very inspired by the Asian culture and the woodblock prints from Japan. You can really see the influences in my work, I'm sure. Although their delicate lines and the colors, it really comes from there. And also the authors from the the Franco-Belgian comics are also really good. And my favorite artists at the time, I would say maybe Moebius, Jean Giraud, a French author. He, he already passed, unfortunate, unfortunately, but uh, is really good. Uh, Sean Ton, it's an Australian Australian uh, uh, children's book illustrator. That is is really good. I love his stories and his way of thinking and translating the message into the paper. And he also is a writer, so it has like the full package, and his stories are so engaging. I love
1: him. Thank you so much, Camila, for your wonderful time. We would love to host you again in our upcoming episodes.
0: Thank you so much for hosting me. It was a pleasure.